Hey, I am so glad you're here today because we are going to talk about a nighttime routine and how that can affect your hormones. And I'm going to give you a three-step nighttime routine that can truly make a difference in your sleep, your stress, and your hormones. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Happily Hormonal Podcast. Now, if you're a little iffy on whether or not the word hormonal is a good one, you're in the right place. My name is Leisha Drews, registered nurse and functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner turned holistic hormone coach. And after going through my own hormone journey and having my three babies, I actually believe that our hormones are one of the greatest gifts that we've been given as women. And that no matter what you've been told, it's possible for you to have thriving energy, good periods, and a stable mood all month long. And I am here to show you the way. I think it's time to change the narrative around words like hormones and hormonal and start to reclaim the power that we truly have as women, which is the power to change not only our own health, but the health of all of our family for generations to come. Hormone balance doesn't have to feel hard. It can actually feel simple and fun when we do it in a way that aligns with how our bodies were made. If you're ready to start trusting your body again and feeling really good in that beautiful body that you've been given, then grab yourself a yummy drink and maybe a snack and let's do this. So I want you to start by evaluating your nighttime routine right now. You have one, whether or not it's an intentional nighttime routine or not. So whether your nighttime routine looks like something out of a baby sleep book and you do all the things to help support your body with sleep, or you are just on your phone, watching TV, running around in circles, getting the kids to bed, whatever that looks like, you generally have a routine. There's something that you're doing over and over again before you go to sleep and it is affecting how you're sleeping. And it's also affecting how your hormones are able to rest and rejuvenate during the night, how your body is handling stress signals, how your body is getting stress signals and what signals it's getting. And a nighttime routine can actually make a really big difference in improving all of the things. So I'm going to dive into my three-step nighttime routine, and this is a very customizable and very simple to figure out for you. So this is an episode I'd love for you to actually um, grab a little notepad or type a couple things out in the notes app of your phone, whether you can do that while you're actually listening or just, you know, a few minutes later when you're done driving or done with the kids or whatever it is, because I would highly recommend that this is actually a, an episode that you take action on versus just listening to and then thinking, well, that's a nice idea. Maybe I'll do that later. So first things first, why is this actually important? Why does it matter what you do before you go to bed and how does that affect your sleep? How does that affect your stress hormones? Well, if your body is not getting a signal within at least an hour before the time that you're wanting to fall asleep, but even in the couple of hours before you fall asleep, that it's actually nighttime, that it's actually time to wind down, that it's going to be time for rest soon, your body is not going to start producing the hormones needed to calm down and to sleep well. So number one hormone that I'm talking about here is cortisol. And cortisol is of course our stress hormone. Now a normal cortisol pattern throughout the day starts with a lower cortisol in the morning. When you first wake up, there's a little bit of a cortisol, like a slow, gentle cortisol spike 
that is supposed to happen right before you wake up within about the hour to two hours before you wake up, just a gentle enough cortisol spike that it helps you wake up. And then within those first about two hours in the morning is when your cortisol really spikes for the day and gives you that boost of energy to get up, to get going, to start your day and to really like mark that morning part of your day. And then from there, cortisol does go down throughout the afternoon and into the evening, as long as your body is signaling correctly. And so when you are preparing your body for sleep in those last couple hours of the day, starting to do things that are a little bit more calm, a little bit less stressful is going to be really optimal to help support your body in bringing that cortisol level down so that you can actually fall asleep. The other hormone that's really important for sleep is melatonin. And you all probably know melatonin as a supplement that you can take to help with sleep, but it's actually an antioxidant. It's really important for the body. It's really important for detoxification, for mood, for many other things, as well as sleep. And when your body is getting the signal a couple of hours before bedtime, that it is actually time to start producing more melatonin. Cortisol goes down, melatonin goes up. It makes it so much easier for you to be able to fall asleep well, stay asleep, and to detoxify during the night as well. So those hormones are really important and they need your help to be signaling correctly to really give you the sleep and the rest and the rejuvenation that you really want. So step one of this nighttime routine is likely going to be the hardest one, and that is turn off your phone, turn off your TV, turn off your tablet, turn off any devices that you have that are giving off a blue light that are stimulating, that are stressful, that are providing a dopamine rush and any of those things that you're using for entertainment, for work, for whatever it is that you're doing at that time of night, really, truly need to be off about an hour before bed. Now, I know that this is the way that so many people wind down and these habits can be changed. This is something that I have to work on on a regular basis, by the way. So this is not something that I'm perfect at by any means. And I know that my sleep is incredibly better and that I am able to actually create space for winding down and for rest when I turn off my phone. So the science behind needing to turn off your devices is kind of twofold. Number one, blue light does not allow your body to start to create melatonin. It doesn't tell your body that it's time to chill out on the cortisol. And when those signals are still happening until the minute that you go to sleep, you're not going to be able to really regulate those hormones very well, which does affect your other hormones in your body too. So when those stress hormones, when cortisol is continuing to be high all throughout the day, because you're getting that extra simulation when you're not getting those signals to, for your body to start winding down and start getting ready for sleep, it's going to affect your sex hormones. It's going to affect your other adrenal hormones as well. And you're just not going to sleep as well. So that's the number one part of this science. But the second part is that when you are stimulated with outside input coming into your head, coming into your mind, it is going to be more stressful as well. And so that is going to also be another reason that your cortisol is not settling down. A lot of times with scrolling social media, with watching a show, whatever it is that you might be doing before bed, it can really keep your brain moving at a fast pace, whatever stimulation you're getting. And again, that's not going to be optimal for really winding down. And the other part of this too, is we were not created to be in 
on mode all the time. And when we are constantly stimulating ourselves, we truly are not creating that space to be able to rest well. And so what I would really recommend is turn off your phone all the way. If possible, if you don't have an alarm clock, get an alarm clock. You can use that for an alarm instead of your phone. It will be less distracting and turn it off, plug it in the kitchen, plug it in another room, if at all possible, which I think for most of us, it really is possible and walk away. Don't come back to it. Give yourself an hour before bed where you can actually create that space to do something that you enjoy, to take care of your body. I'm going to give you some options for all of those things as we go into steps two and three, but I would highly recommend that you really assess like how much blue light are you getting in that hour before bed or even the two hours before bed, but the hour is specifically what I'm talking about with turning off your phone and how can you change that? How can you start to change that routine where it's truly going to be more nourishing, where it's going to fill your cup versus just being kind of like a way to veg out and disconnect and just fill your mind with things that are truly not going to be helping you usually not really helping you, um, create a life that you want to live or meet your goals. It's really just distraction. Okay. Number two is create a chill environment and bring stress hormones down in that way. So when you turn off your phone, get away from your blue light, whatever it is, then what do you do? Right. And so have an environment that is going to really help you create that feeling of calming down of rest. And what that can look like is just not having tons of bright lights on. Um, if it's your bedroom that you're wanting to spend time in or your living room, like how can that feel a little more calm? How can you make that just like a little more cozy, a little bit more nice to spend time in versus feeling like it's stressful. So if your room is generally a mess, or in my case, if the laundry all piles up in there, sometimes for me, it is just like, I'm just going to put the laundry in back in the laundry basket and I'm going to hide it in the closet because I need to be able to wind down and I don't want to look at the laundry. Sometimes it is more elaborate than just putting away the laundry and actually like looking at how you can create a space in your room that is relaxing. And so maybe you change out the light bulbs to have more of like an amber light in there. Maybe you use a salt lamp or candles. If you want to get fancy, just create an environment that you're like really going to enjoy being in and winding down in. And that can be as simple or as fancy as you want it to be. And you can also even use your outside space to wind down at night. I would highly recommend that actually that you're using your outside space, that you're noticing the stars, that you're noticing the moon or that you're noticing the sunset, whatever that looks like for you, wherever you are and whatever time of year it is, but really just finding a space that is calm and relaxing and enjoyable to be able to wind down and sticking with that, just create, continuing to create the space, put away the laundry, whatever it is so that you can have a place that you can go and feel calm feel like you can relax and really just not be like overwhelmed or distracted by other things in that environment. Okay. And then step three is what are you actually going to do? We've taken out the distractions. We've tried to give your body a little bit of space to wind down. And then how do you do it? So I have two options and you can use both of them or just one of them. But number one would be do something that fills your cup. And what I mean by that is something that you truly enjoy, that you truly would love to do, but generally don't make time for potentially. And so that can be something that is as simple as taking a bath, reading a book, doing some stretching. I would 
recommend if you're reading a book that you're reading like a physical paper book versus reading on a Kindle or on your phone or something like that. The Kindle I do think is slightly better. It has a little bit different kind of screen, but, um, reading a paper book, like I said, stretching, winding down in some way. I think that you can use this time to really just do something that you enjoy that doesn't feel productive necessarily. And, or you can use this time to support your hormones by supporting detox. And so some of my favorite ways to do that are, I like to do, um, some lymphatic support. So I'll use my dry skin brush and do like a facial dry skin brushing for a few minutes. I'll do a gua sha stone. You can use that on your face. If you haven't done that, there's tons of YouTube videos to support lymphatic drainage with that. It can help, um, with your sinuses. It can help with puffiness in your face. Lymphatic drainage is super important to be able to support this like passive detox system in your body. The lymphatic system has lymph nodes all throughout your body, but it also has drainage ducts all throughout your body. And this lymph fluid is incredibly important to be able to support detoxification overall, but also thyroid health, hormone health. And so supporting your lymphatic system is something that's actually pretty relaxing and nice and simple, but it also can make a big difference for the way your body feels. Another way that you can fill your cup slash support your body would be to do a, like a wind down skincare routine. I like to use my skincare from Primally Pure and really enjoy, you know, taking a little bit more time for a skincare routine some evenings and just taking that time to breathe and relax and just like think about my day versus again, be stimulated. Just things that are low stimulation can be so nice and so relaxing. And of course, as a mama of three, like I generally don't spend a lot of time on my skincare during the day, but if I can even spend five minutes doing my skincare at night, or maybe even 10 minutes, if I'm feeling really fancy and I do my gua sha and my skincare, then that feels really good. And it really just can create a feeling of being taken care of being loved and then move into the rest of your evening routine. And like I said, I'm talking five to 10 minutes. I'm not talking anything like super crazy. Um, some other things that can help support detoxification as well is even stretching. Although we think of it more as like relaxing, kind of like exercise, breathing, those type of things, all of those support detox. When your hips are more open, you're going to have better blood flow to your pelvis. You're going to have less inflammation. Um, when your shoulders are more open, when they're stretched out, you're going to have better posture. All of these things are going to help with detoxification as well. And doing some, some sort of breath work can be incredibly helpful for your stress hormones, as well as for detoxification as well. Our lungs are one of our detox organs. So breath work is a great thing to do at this time of night. Um, and then for more specific detox support, we have an infrared sauna at our house. I know a lot of people are starting to get like those portable saunas or like sauna sleeping bags. This would be a great time to do that before bed and then just take a quick shower and then be able to go to bed, um, or even easier. You can do a castor oil pack before bed. And even while you're sleeping, those are really supportive for liver, liver detox and for painful periods. I really like castor oil packs. Um, or you can even do something like a, um, prana mat, like an acupressure mat, something like that, or ask your husband for a massage, just do something that is going to not only support your body, but also fill your cup. And I know I gave lots of options because everyone has different resources. Everyone has different things that they enjoy, but start thinking through some of these things and 
I would love for you to figure out, you know, not only where can you remove some of the stimulation, but then what can you put in to actually fill your cup? And I know I started this episode talking about an entire hour of, you know, being able to wind down. And what I really see that generally look like is try to have an hour that's a little more low stimulation, but probably at least half of that time is going to end up being, you know, kind of like finishing up from your day, planning for tomorrow, those type of things. And that's totally fine. And keeping that, you know, as, as low blue light, as low stress as possible, and then spend, you know, 20 to 30 minutes before actually going to bed, doing these activities to fill your cup and think about wherever you are, if it feels like that's going to be too much. If it feels like that's not going to be possible for you right now, start with 10 minutes, start somewhere. It's not going to be perfect, but it will truly make a difference. And so what I would expect to see is that not only are you going to really love your nighttime routine and look forward to it, but also that you can start to sleep a little bit better, a little bit deeper and feel more rested in the morning. And if you are actually having trouble sleeping, if you're having trouble falling asleep, this nighttime routine can be super helpful. If you're having trouble staying asleep, Something that I just want to mention is that oftentimes if you're waking between one and three in the morning, it can be because of a liver and or blood sugar issue. And so sometimes adding in a nighttime snack that's going to have some fat and some carbs and some protein would be really ideal. It doesn't have to be a lot, but it can truly make a difference to have a little bit of a solid bedtime snack so that you can start to sleep through the night a little bit better. So your liver doesn't have to work quite as hard in the middle of the night to keep your blood sugar balanced. And when that, if you do have blood sugar issues in the night, if your blood sugar drops, your cortisol spikes, and that's why it wakes you up. That's why you feel anxious. That's why it's hard to go back to sleep. So I just wanted to throw that last thing in there. I don't think everyone needs a bedtime snack, but I do think that if you're having trouble sleeping, it can be really helpful. So, okay. I hope you had some good takeaways from this episode. I hope that you will actually apply it. And if you want to send me a message on Instagram and tell me what you're going to be doing, I'd love to hear from you and we'll see you next week.